In Jesus' name, amen. In this sermon series, we're talking about defining your life mission. Last week, we talked about committing to your life mission. So please take out the sermon notes that have been prepared for you today. This morning, we want to talk about sustaining your life mission. So in your notes, we're talking about the ongoing improvement of skills and relationships that I will need to sustain my mission over the long haul. Look with me at Ecclesiastes 10, verse 10. If the axe is dull, its edge unsharpened, more strength is needed, but skill will bring success. See, if you practice something long enough, you get good at it. Repetition is the mother of good skills. So when you know it's good habits, develop skills. Skill is born from good habits. Habits are something that you just do over and over and over. And successful people just develop habits that unsuccessful people are not willing to develop. So look with me at three habits we need to sustain our life mission. The first habit in your notes, number one. The most important habit is to master my moods. I must learn to master my moods, if I'm going to learn to sustain my life mission. This is the one that we have the most difficulty with. Have you ever known what you ought to do and you knew exactly how to do it, but you still did not do it? Did that ever happen to you? Have you discovered that the best intentions are not good enough? Look at Proverbs 4, verse 23, where Solomon says, Above all else, guard your affections, for they influence everything else in your life. When you say, I'll do it later when I feel like it, you're letting your mood master you. So in order to complete your life mission, you must develop skills in mastering your mood. In your notes, the greatest enemy of your life mission is procrastination. And that's where you just put it off and put it off. Look at Proverbs 25, verse 29. A man without self-control is as defenseless as a city with broken down walls. Solomon is saying that you're at the mercy of your moods if you don't know how to control your emotions. So how do you do that so that you can get on with what you know is most important? In your notes, two different or important habits to develop the skill of mastering your moods. Number one is the habit of acting before feeling. This is acting without or before your feelings. Feelings will come, but you must act first. This habit is summed up in three words. Just do it now. Don't wait. You just do it now. You act before feeling. Look at 2 Corinthians 8, verse 11. Let your enthusiastic idea at the start be equal to your realistic action now. So keep moving, get going, if you're going to master your moods. In your notes, motion creates emotion. Motion creates emotion. It creates your moods. You can, hand, you can enable your body to change your feelings by just doing it now. So in your notes, it's easier. In your notes, it's easier to act your way into a feeling than to feel your way into action. For example, when doctors try to help a depressed person, They describe activities for that person to do. 
So by doing things, it will create different moods. If you want to change your mood, then you change your actions. Doctors call this the act as if principle. Really, it's just acting with faith. It's believing in advance, and then the feelings will come. You act your way into feeling good. We come to church every week, and we act, even if we have had a tough week, or if we are tired. We act before we feel like it, even though the working of the Holy Spirit, you begin to feel good about your worship. The worship experience, the hymns, the music, the Word of God, they uplift us. They give us strength. They give us encouragement. In fact, the greeting of peace at the beginning of the service has the effect of getting you to do something, maybe before you feel like doing it. But by doing it, you begin to feel welcomed, and you feel affirmed, and you feel supported, and you're better prepared to do that opening hymn. So the first habit is the habit of acting before you feel like it. The feelings will come. The second habit to develop a skill for sustaining your life mission in your notes, number two, affirming with God's word. In order to master your moods, you first you act before you feel, but you affirm then with God's word. Look at 1 Peter 1.13. Prepare your minds for action. Discipline yourselves. How do you do that? How do you prepare your mind for action? By affirming the truth and promises of God and his word. Taking those words and saying things like, you know, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And I will rejoice and be glad. And we are more than conquerors in Christ. And there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. You simply affirm the word and the promise of God. You focus on those words. Moods are created by what you focus on. The Bible teaches us in your notes. The way we think determines the way we feel. The way we feel determines the way we act. The Bible says that the way a man thinks in his heart, so he is. The quickest way to change your life, change the way you're thinking. Look at Romans 12, verse 3, where Paul writes, Let God transform you inwardly by a complete change of your mind. So you are transformed on the outside by changing what you think about on the inside. You choose what you're going to focus on. You choose to focus on the truth of God's word for your life, and that will sustain your life mission. So God's word says, I am loved by God. God's word says, I am forgiven in Christ. I am capable. I am here for a purpose. God has a plan for me. And God's Spirit uses His Word to change you on the inside. That's not just good psychology. That's based upon God's Word and God's promise. So I sustain my life mission, number one, by mastering my moods. On the back of your notes, number two, I sustain my life mission as I maintain my focus. So I master my moods. I maintain my focus. I must learn not to be and get distracted because concentration, single-mindedness are a second key to success. Now the problem is that we do get distracted. Look at Luke 9, verse 62, where Jesus speaks, anyone who let himself be distracted from the work I planned for him is not fit for the kingdom of God. Jesus is saying pretty clearly, don't get distracted. And the problem is this, 
It's so easy to get distracted. Would you agree with that? You come to church each week and you say, that's right, I need to get my act together. I'm going to do that ministry that pastor and the board requested help for. But before you get out of the parking lot, you already are getting distracted. You're back into your regular routine. Have you ever wanted to do several things, suddenly you go and get distracted by them, and you saw something else that needs to be done also, and two hours later, you've not even touched your original list? Has that ever happened? Reminds me of the office administrator. He always had two desks. One desk gets a thousand things put on it. The second desk is used just to focus on what needs to be done. Don't let yourself be distracted. How do you maintain your focus? The answer is in your notes you develop. You develop a habit of reviewing my life. This habit of reviewing is a daily sitting down, regularly reviewing your values, looking at your goals. Look at 1 Timothy 4, verse 16. Paul says to Timothy, Keep a close watch on all you do and think. Stay pure to what is right. God will bless you and use you to help others. Circle that phrase, keep a close watch. So you keep a close watch. Zig Ziglar used to say, you need a checkup from the neck up. And you ask yourself, am I doing what I say is important? It's easier to forget what you say is important if you do not review. The Bible says to ponder the path on which you walk. So three things you should do in your daily review. Have a quiet time of prayer, of Bible reading. Include these three things. Number one, first, the daily habit in your notes. Review your goals, your values. Review your mission statement to know God more each day, to grow in Christ by studying his word, to serve Christ with your abilities, and to share Christ with those who you don't know. Review your mission. Number two, remind myself why I'm doing this. At times past, we sometimes forget the reason why this is important. One day I'll stand before Jesus and tell him why I did or didn't do these things. So you remind yourself of why. And number three, read God's word. God's word is a lamp to my feet and a light to our path. God's word helps us to keep our focus. God's word is like a plumb line. You know what a plumb line is? Carpenters hang a plumb line down to make sure the wall is straight. I have special verses in the Bible that I use to check how I'm doing. My confirmation verse is one of them. My home pastor assigned that confirmation verse to me. Psalm 27, verse 4. It reads, One thing I have I asked of the Lord, that will I seek after that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, to inquire in his temple. Another check verse from Joshua 1, verse 27. Be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law that my servant Moses gave to you. Do not turn from it to the right or to the left, that you may be successful wherever you go. I sustain my life mission, number one, by mastering my moods. Number two, by maintaining my focus. In your notes, number three, I sustain my life mission with a third habit. 
maximizing my talents. Maximize my talents. I need to develop and nurture my talents. Look at 2 Timothy verse 1, chapter 1, verse 6, where Paul says, Fan into flame the gift of God which is in you. See, God's gift is your shape. You have a list there in your notes. Fill in the acrostic. S in the word shape stands for your spiritual gifts. The H stands for your heart. The A stands for your abilities. The P stands for your personality. So God gives each and every person their spiritual gifts to serve others. Gives you a heart or a passion to use to serve others. Abilities, different from others. A personality that's unique to your design for serving in God's kingdom. And the E stands for experiences. All your experience in life are given and permitted by God to equip you to better serve him and others. Your shape reveals God's purpose and God's mission for you. In your notes, God's gift to you is your talents. Your gift to God is what you do with them. So in conclusion, to sustain your life mission, to develop your skills, two habits yet. Number one, I need the habit of lifelong learning. Lifelong learning. Look at Proverbs 19, verse 8. Do yourself a favor. Learn all you can. Then remember what you learn, and you will prosper. Solomon is saying there, learn. Keep on growing. Read, study. Always be growing. To complete your life mission, you must be more than you are today. You must develop the habit of lifelong learning. I try to read a book each week. How do I do that? I pick small books. Even your pastor needs to keep on learning. It's God's child who is developing, fulfilling your life mission. You also need to keep on learning. Are you involved in Bible study? Do you have disciplined schedule of reading and studying your Bible? As you have quiet time, ask yourself that question in your notes. What did I learn today? Your pastors can provide an aid to have with sermon notes each week to help you remember what God's message was and provide a way of reviewing it after you leave church. So to sustain your life mission, the first habit is developing a lifelong learning. And the second habit, number two, in your notes, is the habit of lifelong serving. Lifelong serving. Look at 1 Timothy 4, verse 15. Put these abilities to work. Throw yourself into your tasks so everyone may notice your improvement and progress. A lifelong serving that's called ministry. Every day you seek to do your ministries. Every day you are a minister. What did I learn today? How can I help someone else? What contributions did I make today? See, God loved you so much that his son was given for you to free you from your enslavement to Satan and to your sinful flesh. Jesus completed the life mission that God gave to him. He redeemed the world through his suffering and his dying on the cross. You also are God's child, and you have been given a life mission by God. Three habits you will need. Master your modes, maintain your focus, maximize your talents. So please join me what I use as my plumb line for my life mission. Please read this verse with me together out loud. Together.
one life to live. Twill soon be past. Only what's done for Christ will last. Amen.